What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are an up-and-coming recording artist with some incredible talent and even bigger bars, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Boy Barbie. Hi. Hi, babe. How are you doing, love? I'm good. I'm a little tired. Today's been, like, really long, but I feel refreshed, kind of, if that makes sense. That does make sense. I am so happy to have you here. Thank you for making some time for me and fitting me into your schedule today. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited. I'm very excited because I love everything that you do with the show and everything, so this is going to be really fun. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So let me know, what are you most looking forward to from 2023? Uh, Just to get out there. I just really want to just like explore the world and explore different sides of Boy Barbie that I've never tapped into. Um, I feel like in 2022, I did that a lot, but there's always untapped potential in everybody that, you know, you can always get into. And I'm excited to see that. Um, I'm just really excited to get out of the city that I'm currently staying in and just like explore the world, meet new people, network, and just like have a good time. I feel like the past like three years have just been so hectic for me and so like stress ridden um, that I deserve like that mental break where I can just like have fun with what I love doing and that's music and just like meet new people and do different things 10 million percent congratulations on all the opportunities that you have coming up um thank you big year for you thank you me too me too of course what are you most looking forward to leaving behind in 2022 oh um writer's block Mm. writer's block I don't want no more of that at all. Totally. I had to. I'm going through it. My, my, I'm going through it myself right now. So I totally feel you on that. It's like the worst thing ever. Like I couldn't possibly name something worse for an artist than writer's block. You are not wrong. Like it's, it's just like, so like it just stresses you out so much because when you're a creator and you just like creating and then your brain is just like not letting you create, it's just like, ugh, just so much anxiety and stress builds up. It's just so annoying. So I'm ready to leave that in 2023 or um, I'm ready to leave it behind forever for the rest of my life. I love that. So, for the people who don't know, introduce yourself to my audience and let them know who is Boy Barbie. Well, Boy Barbie is a small town kid from West Virginia, um, Princeton, West Virginia. And Boy Barbie is just all about fun and color and creativeness and just just 
all the out the box, pun intended, um, things and just like clever wittiness when it comes to music and just like, I don't know, just Boy Barbie is just a character, just like a character if I had to describe myself. Absolutely, I love that. <laughs> now, when did you discover music? Um, well, I was first introduced to like music when I was like probably around like five or six. I know I was really, really, really young. My mom would listen to like Keith Sweat, um, just all the old school, old school hits, like Run Run DMC, like all of them. So um, she would sing those to me and I, w- I would learn the words and we would sing them back to each other. Like, and I was hella young. So that's when I was first introduced to music. Um, and then when I got to around probably like middle school, I did choir and that introduced me into doing rap music um later on when I was about like 13 um and yeah it's been a long road it's been a long long road nice I love that (laughs) so when do you think you truly discovered your voice Ooh, um that's a really good question honestly I, I think I'm still discovering it to this day. I think it's a it's a process, um, a never ending process. I think you never you you discover your sound, but you never really. It's almost endless. You're always like doing things and creating different sounds and like surprising yourself, um, or at least for me, I know I do that a lot. So, um, but to answer your question like realistically like yeah I feel like around 2020 um I had dropped an album my first debut album um it's called Blame May and I feel like that is when I really like put myself in a situation where I was like okay you're creating a project this is what it's gonna sound like and it just all came together. And I feel like that's when like I realized like this is who Boy Barbie is. Like if I had to describe who Boy Barbie is in any way, this is who Boy Barbie is. Nice. How did you land on your stage name? Ooh, okay. So there's a little bit of drama behind it. <laughs> um, so I used to go by the name Young Kai. Makai is my name. Um, my brother, who unfortunately passed away, he used to call me Young Kai just as a joke. He made music, um, but he would just like, as a joke, call me Young Kai. This is way before I even started rapping. So um, when he passed away and then I started making music, um, that just like was like what I guess adapted to me. And that was the first thing that came to mind when it came to a stage name. Um, uh-huh. And then Boy Barbie came around um, after I met this boy named Kendall. And he, me and him are not on speaking terms. We're not on good terms. But I will say, I feel like during that era of like 2018, 2019, it was all about like the Asian dolls, the Cuban dolls, you know, all of like, it was like that era of like, new rap girlies naming themselves something something dog um and I didn't want to do that because I felt like it was like I wanted to be original but I still wanted to do a play on it so um I was going through my Instagram um how you changed your username and I was gonna like name myself boy barbie with ie at the end but the (laughs) username was taken so I tried two eyes instead of IE and it just it worked. So I was like, yeah, this is cute. And I wasn't sure about it at first, but I feel like a lot of people started sticking on to it and a lot of opinions came through and they were like, I really like the way he spells that. Like it's kind of unique. It's like really cool. So that just stuck with me. Um and yeah, I 
I still debate today on my name because I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like it just has like a really bad like memory behind it because of all the drama that was, you know, with it. But I'm, I'm boy Barbie forever. Like it's, it's set in stone at this point. So. Okay. I feel you on that. I've definitely mm-hmm. gone stage name change or two or 17 of my own so yeah being an artist is like having an identity crisis like literally like that's the best way i could describe it yeah like i think identifying as an artist is an existential crisis yes so in that moment or in that thought process rather describe for me the moment that you knew that you were talented Ooh. um well, I've always known that, like, I was very, I've always been very flamboyant and always been like, I've never been camera shy. So when it came down to me posting my very first rap, it was like, I was scared, but I had a vision for myself. And then I feel like when I started meeting people like, Telid and um, Aquilo and Jayling. I feel like when they started giving me the recognition and all of that, these people who are on like such a higher stature that, you know, do these bookings and all these other things is when I like realized, oh yeah, bitch, like you have something, you have something going on. Cause if you didn't, these people would not be checking for you and looking out for you the, the way that they do. Um, not to say that you know they validated me but they did in a way I already knew I knew deep down but it it took them to like really make me realize it because we all have those moments of insecurity where we feel like you know we're not good enough and whatever but I feel like it takes that one person to like put you in your place and be like no bitch this is this is what you're born to do you were born to do this like no not many people could really like pull the stuff off that you do with lyrics so i think when um people like tell it and jayling and people on that stature really started giving me credit and recognition and started looking out for me um is when i realized that i had some absolutely shout out to them man that yeah, is shout out to them it's crazy when, you know, the people around you who people stereotype you to be in competition with are the people who lift you up the most. Yeah. That's a blessing. Yeah, most definitely. And that's all it is, especially in the gay rap community. It's so small mm-hmm. that all it is is like just competition and just like pettiness and cattiness. So, yeah, it was really refreshing to get that love and support from those people for sure speaking of having a support system when you were growing up were your dreams nurtured or did you have to be your own cheerleader um I had to be my own cheerleader most definitely um first of all I I never knew what I wanted to be until I started rapping Um, There was a point in my life where I wanted to be a photographer. There was a point in my life where I just, I wanted to do makeup. There was a point in my life where I wanted to do dance and a point in my life where I wanted to do, um, I wanted to sing and draw and paint, things like that. And um, my mom like really was on my ass about that because she would spend so much money on me doing these types of things and I would end up not liking it. But with rap, it just stuck. And I've never really left from it. And I've never really like shied away from it or like stopped. And that's how I know it's like my calling because I don't know, I just have, I I have these ideas in my head and I'm like, well, I wanna do this. Let's stop doing this. So, but that's, that was never the case for rap. But I feel like I was my own cheerleader because my mom was so like unsure about like, what I wanted to do because I was so indecisive about it. So, and my dad, he he didn't know I rapped until probably like three years ago. So 
you know um and just the people around me i just grew up in a really rural area like it's it's the country it's the south so not many people are gonna look at you and be like oh yeah you like to rap mm, okay yeah like i support you they're gonna look at you like you're a sound a stereotypical wannabe soundcloud rapper that think you're gonna get big but you're not so yeah i definitely had to be my own cheerleader I totally feel you on that. I appreciate the fact that even at your young age that you're still at and 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 even before that you have the tenacity and the ambition to basically say fuck them hoes and keep going right. on about yourself. I truly admire that. And it's crazy that I that I did that because even though I was such a flamboyant boy growing up I've always been so insecure about things that I do and so like um not camera shy but more like shy to put it out you know film it and whatever do it but put it out oh my god like I've always been like that and I don't know I I feel like that's why I feel like it's my calling because I just uh once one day I just decided to post a rap and it's just like, I still don't remember what made me want to do that. Like, at all. Like, it was just like a impulsive decision for me to just like post it and just, oh, now it's out in the world and everybody's gonna see it. So, yeah. Okay. So tell me what your first 16 was about. Oh my God. <laughs> um. I'm pretty sure it was a diss because when I started rapping, <laughs> I was in middle school and I did I I was a I was a character in middle school. I was uh I was a bitch and um I didn't like a lot of people and a lot of people didn't like me. And when I started rapping, I was like, oh shit, this is cute. Let me go ahead and you know say how I feel about these people on this track and granted it was not good at all i don't remember what i said but i know it was a diss on um this girl and her boyfriend and it's crazy because i'm like best friends with the girl that i wrote the diss track about now like that's my best friend so yeah it's crazy so and we joke about it to this day um yeah i think that i think that's the one of the first 16s I've ever written, and I think it was on the ether beat. Yes, ether beat. Cause you know, this was around the time like Remy Ma had dropped Sheether mm-hmm. and whatever, and that beat was starting to circulate. Yes. Love that. So it was like a trend or whatever. But yeah. I love that. Okay. So up to this point in your journey, what's the realest thing you've ever written? Ooh, oh, um, Temple. It's on the Blame Made Deluxe EP. Oh my God, Temple is just like, I don't know. It, it's about me struggling with body dysmorphia and my body image issues and things like that. And growing up, looking at myself in a way that a kid probably shouldn't look at themselves. Um, and it was really difficult to write that, but it was beautiful. And it's still probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written, even though the quality really wasn't there. It's still one of my favorites because it's just so raw. And I spoke about things that I've never spoke, spoken about in my music before. And that's like one of the first times that I've done a singing song or a melodic type of song. Um, which led on to my second album, my most recent album, Pity. But um, yeah, Temple, it's, you, y'all gotta give it a listen. Like, that's my favorite thing ever. Love that. It's fucking awesome. Thank you. Of course. What is one song of yours that would instantly, what, that would instantly allow my audience to get to know you as an artist? Um, out the box. One of the out the box um freestyles because there's three. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to choose between the three, probably out the box part two, 
out the box part two, I was talking my shit. And one thing about me and my raps, I'm gonna talk my shit. And that's what I love rap for. I love to talk shit. I love to pop my shit and feel good and just like let go of that anger and let go of that emotion and just express it in that way. Um, so I feel like out the box part two would be that because in that I'm just running my motherfucking mouth. Like a lot. I love that. That's fun. <laughs> you better talk your shit. We love Hello. that. <laughs> so how does your music feel? It's really fun. Like I listen to my music and I have a really good time. And I feel like I'm biased, but genuinely I listen to my music and I have a good time. But then there's other times where I can just like chill and vibe like on my album pity like there's songs like intoxicated and distant memory and um go away featuring Jay Ling. like uh it's just so like there's a wide spectrum of emotions but it's all fun and it's all chill and you could roll a blunt smoke it and just chill like and have a good time or you can get up and shake your ass but either way you're gonna have a good time love that and here go my obnoxious ass neighbors oh my god well i can't hear them so it's working lovely 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 right (laughs) so who is in boy barbie's top five underground i'll let you tell me okay underground i would say mm, not in any specific order Mm-hmm. Um, Telid, Jayling, um, Zay, Logical Zay, Junior, nice. King uh, Juju Andin. I called him his old name, Juju Andin. Mm-hmm. Um, and number five. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Um, please don't get offended anybody if you didn't make it to the top five you're probably in the top ten um, but number five I would probably say Mark Margella okay Mark Margella if you know who he is then you know <laughs> I love that describe the moment that you that you would feel that you've made it as an artist ooh um I feel like when I know when I made it as an artist is when, and that's hard because there's so many answers that come up to my brain because there's so many things that I want to do as an artist. Um, I just want to like, like performing is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Performing and having a budgeted, good, like, quality music video good quality performance is like something that's really big to me because I'm all about visuals I grew up loving like art and not just like music but art in general so like a visual and a good performance that like shocks the world and has people talking like would make me like just astral project like (laughs) that Mm -hmm. most definitely nice I love that so um I'm sorry I got distracted for a second my apologies completely fine my eight year old is making me nervous (laughs) (laughs) what is rap music missing right now um the fun of it all Mm. especially like I said in the um, gay rap community it's just like very small and it's very competitive and sometimes the competitiveness does bring out like the best in you but um, I feel like sometimes it gets a little bit too competitive and then then it becomes beef after beef drama after drama Um, I just want like girl just to have fun like that's what music is all about is just like grabbing a drink with your friends chilling in the car like blasting some music while you driving down the highway like 
and singing word for word every every song like every lyric and that's what is missing the fun of it all and because a lot of a lot of the girls take things way too seriously which Mm. you should take your craft seriously but in terms of like oh bitch you made this bar about me bitch is this bar um blah 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 blah. like like girl just like have fun like if it's if it was about you you would know like Mm. i just i just miss the fun of it all that's why i feel like i've been in the writer's block like we spoke about earlier um it's just because there's no like fun to it anymore i haven't been really having as much fun as i used to for sure that sucks and i hate that for you and it's really only because like i just see so many like artists um just doing the whole like petty catty bullshit over and over again and i remember when i first started it was like Andre Sean, Tellit, Aquilo, JB Got It, Foreign Mar, and they was just spitting and just like getting shit done, making moves, having fun, going to the club, performing and doing shit with their girls and just like having a good time collabing with each other. And now it's like so, and granted there was drama in that, because you know some people just don't mix well but I feel like it wasn't as heavy as it is now got you that sucks it does it genuinely sucks well to bring some fun back into the vibe do you want to play a game I sure do love that have you heard of this or that yes I have Okay, so you know how this goes. I give you two options. They're both related to the music industry and you can get with this or you can get with that. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Buy jewelry or buy property? Buy property. Get get your body done or stay natural? Stay natural. Sign to a label or stay indie? Um... Stay indie. Okay. Lyricism or talking shit? Mm, Lyricism, because if you are a good lyricist, you know how to talk your shit in your lyrics. Period. Get a rapper for the feature or get a singer? Ooh. (laughs) More recently with like my most recent album, I would probably say a rapper, but the things I've been doing recently, probably, or no, for my album Pity, I would probably say a singer, but more recently, a rapper, get a rapper. Okay, nice. Be in a group or stay a solo artist? Stay a solo artist. Nice. Go on tour or have a residency? Ooh, because I could be sickening like Adele. Because, you know, <laughs> or I could pull a Beyonce. Mm. I think go on tour I think meeting people and just like interacting with your fans across the country and like across the globe like is really important so definitely go on tour absolutely I love that would you rather do a sexy video or do a serious video sexy and (laughs) a lot of a lot of people might frown upon that but I grew up on Britney Spears, Nicki Minaj. I grew up on the pop girls that were giving you sex, but it was classy. Right. And it was like sickening and they just did it so well. Um, Pop music is like my biggest influence in my raps. Pop and R&B music are my biggest influences in my raps. So definitely a sexy video because I like to show off this body. So I love that. (laughs) I absolutely love that. Okay, so would you rather win a Grammy or win a BET Hip Hop Award? Honestly, you asked Zay this question. He answered it really well. Um, He said, BET, like, BET, no disrespect, 
to them, but I feel like over the past few years, they have become a joke. And even though they still represent black artists and which is great, I feel like it's just the corny things that they have done. It's just like, I don't know, but you could say the same thing for the Grammys, but I feel like probably a Grammy because Grammys, even though there's controversy behind them and you know, like, fuck the scammies type shit. I feel like the Grammys are a very pivotal moment in an artist's career. So definitely a Grammy. Totally see that. Would you rather be famous or known? Ooh. Ooh. Known. Known. Um, I feel like the word famous almost gives, like, almost gives no shade to the TikTok girlies, but I feel like famous gives the um, you only have a certain amount of hype. I feel like when you're known, like people will go into your deep cuts of your album and they know like every single deep cut. And when you go on a tour or go on a concert, you can expect them to sing every single um, deep cut in your album. So known. I agree with that. You know, they do say 15 minutes of fame for a reason. Exactly. And that's no shade at all, but it's the truth. 10 million percent. So you're releasing a new project, right? And you're getting ready to drop the first single. Does it have a feature on it or is it a solo record? Um, well, if I were to put out a project right now, I would probably do a solo record, seeing as my last album, the um, single was a feature. Um, so yeah, probably a solo record. Just to, you know, get the statement out there, bitch, I'm here. Hi, hello. And then, you know, second single, we can have a, we can have a feature. Okay, I love that. So, would you rather do a mixtape with all original music or do an old school Jack and Fabeats mixtape? Ooh. Okay, I'm the type of bitch to bring it back to my roots. So, seeing as I started out doing the freestyles on Instagram to other people's beats, I feel like it would be really refreshing to do a mixtape jacking other people's beats. I feel like that'd be really fun. I love that. I don't get that answer often enough, no shade. It's really fun. I feel like when you're making original music, you get a little bit too serious about it. But when you're doing remixes and doing um, freestyles on other people's beats, you you could just like play around, have as much fun as you want to. Nicki Minaj is a perfect example of that. For sure. I totally agree with you on that. I definitely think it's less pressure when you're jacking for beats, for Mm -hmm. sure. But I definitely think people get so caught up in the monetization of everything that they're like, well, I I can't clear that for streaming services. I can't make no money off of that. Right. Damn it. Are you making money off of your original music? Okay, Exactly. And don't get me wrong. I do love an original song, but I feel like it'd be so refreshing just to put out a mixtape full of... um, old school beats, new school beats, um, like just a bunch of just creative stuff and just have fun with it. I completely agree with you, to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. Would you rather release an album or release an EP? Release an album. And don't get me wrong, I love a good EP because (laughs) my friends, my friends will tell you like Zay, canary they'll tell you like i have a really hard time paying attention so like 
an interview, sure, I could pay attention. When I'm having a conversation, yeah, I can I can pay attention. But sitting down listening to a full album, it uh-huh. gets it gets hard. But sure, it, it shows you know what you can do with a full body of work and how how much you can make um, from that, like how much you could do with that. And I feel like it can show you like if you're versatile or not if you like you could just learn a lot from yourself by doing a full body of work and then doing another full body of work and looking back at that one be like oh i've grown so much since then i completely agree with that Mm -hmm. i definitely think it really shows what you can do and it definitely is like a marker of where you are as an artist yeah definitely last one for this or that for the first single for your new project would you be releasing a turn up song or an emotional song Ooh, since my last album was sad probably a turn up song because i feel like the girls they liked pity but they've been missing turn up barbie and i've been missing turn up barbie too so probably yeah definitely a turn up song love that What's been your proudest moment as an artist so far? Oh, um, oh, um, when I released my um, second album, Pity, I keep talking about it, free promo, I guess, but. Um, Please do, plug away. Um, a lot of the people that live in my city listened to it and they loved it. And they told me what their favorite tracks were and things like that and it just genuinely made my heart warm like because I never thought that would happen and I could probably get emotional talking about it because like I said I didn't really have a lot of um cheerleading I did my own cheerleading and you know being an underground or an up-and-coming artist especially a black queer artist it's very it's a challenge in and of itself but also living in such a small town where you're told like well you know you have to be a lawyer a doctor this or that and if you try to do anything that is outside of that where you're trying to be creative and make money off of creating music or just art in general it probably won't work and you probably won't be successful so when i got to release my second album and I got so many messages from friends of mine and people that I didn't even like, I haven't talked to in a while, but you know, I was friends with and really close with at one point, listened to it and told me that their favorite tracks were this and this and that. And I was just like, whoa, like this is sickening. Like I feel so like warm. And even if it was just for that one moment and they never listened to it again, the fact that they went and played it and listened to it and felt like they connected with a certain song that just like that just says it all for me and that just does it for me I fucking love that I'm a sappy little baby like (laughs) but I love but I love that though because you know as much as I as much as we hate it and I'm sure the artist hates it not most people love Mary J Blige when she angry Right. You know what I mean? Like when all, like when we going through it, we create our best work. When we're at our lowest, we create our best art. So a lot of the times it takes us going through those lows to get to our highest highs because they're inspired from the foundation laid by our traumas. Right. Strong, but you know, no sure. Yeah. <laughs> In your opinion, what is your best song? Ooh. Um. Can I do two? Sure. Okay, so I have a song on my album, Pity, called Intoxicated, featuring Juju Andin. And it's, it's just so, like, it's just such, it's like the perfect mix between R&B and rap. Mm. And I just love it so much. It's a like almost like a lusting type of song where it's like you have 
this man that you're like obsessing over and you're trying to get out of that and it's so toxic but you want it so bad and you're trying to make it work and every little thing he does that breaks your heart and makes you want him even more and then I have this song called Super Lovers on my album Pity and it's a pop punk rock type of song and I know that sounds so like like out of the ordinary for me but like it's one of my favorite songs I've ever created because it's so different and when I was making it I didn't think I was ever going to be able to do it but when I and what's crazy is it was when I recorded it and I finished it and I listened back and it sounded good I literally bawled my eyes out because I was like oh my god like no way I just did this I love that and I and like I said I'm a pop girl like pop music is one of the biggest influences in my life so just being able to do something like that just like sent me over the edge like I was just like so happy so intoxicated and super lovers give her a stream I absolutely love that oh oh that touched me I love that <laughs> well, why are we getting why are we getting sad what happened shout out to the album pity man hello <laughs> hello well, you know I just try to meet you where you are when I do these interviews and I try to like meet yeah. you where you just try to get a sense of where you are now where you've come from and where you're going so it's kind of like a trajectory of like just checking in and seeing where you are now where you've been and where we're gonna take you in the future and like what yeah. you're looking the happening now from this point you know what I mean yeah if you could remake a classic song what would it be and why ooh um Queen Bitch by Lil Kim Pit motherfucker Pit Queen what? Bitch by Lil Kim yes and I, I say that because old school female rap just hits different for me because like I, I, I grew up on I never really listened to male rappers and anybody could tell you this I maybe a few male rappers you know maybe but female rappers have always been my thing and I've always listened to them and Lil Kim when I discovered that song it was like a like I don't know it was just like an epiphany I was just like so dumbfounded that this woman is just like rapping her ass off and in such a like deep voice and she means everything she's saying and I just love that song so much it's probably one of my favorite Lil' Kim songs if I could recreate hardcore in general I would like that's that's the female rap bible um so definitely queen bitch period 10 million percent Who's an artist that's no longer living that you wish you would have gotten a chance to work with before they passed? Oh God. Um recently, Amy Winehouse. Mm. I love Amy Winehouse. And I think her death was so tragic. And I think her story is so tragic, but you could hear in the music that she was in pain and that she had something to say. And I feel like I can I can relate to that a lot. Um, and Amy Winehouse is just like a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous writer. I I watched an interview um, where was it Mark Ronson? Um, he has like a the notes where she was writing on like um, a piece of paper where she wrote the song "Back to Black." And um, she was just so like um, adamant on her her writing and her like the way she wanted to tell her story. She didn't want to tell it any other way, regardless if it rhymed or not. Um, she just wanted to tell her story and let her pain like be shown through this music and through her art form. And I just love Amy Winehouse. My mom would want me to say Prince because she loves Prince and I do adore Prince as well um, but recently Amy Winehouse most definitely I love that 
who's a legend that's still alive that you would love to do a live tribute to? Ooh. Um. Because I don't want to be cliche and say Nikki, because it's obviously Nikki. Uh-huh. But I want to I say someone else because I feel like everybody would say Nikki. And I love that woman to death. Mm-hmm. So it'd probably be her. But if I had to choose another one to not be cliche, um, Lil' Kim. Hey. Lil' Kim, most definitely. And if I'm honest with you, I don't know how many, I don't think Nikki has actually come up as an answer to that question yet. Really? I don't think so. If she has, it's been maybe once or twice, but it hasn't been enough to be like, yeah, that's the standard answer. No, that's not the standard answer. Well, lovely. Lovely. So, with that being said, what's the Nikki song that you would perform and what's the Little Kim song that you would perform? Okay, Lil' Kim, obviously, Queen Bitch. And, For sure. um, but the you Nikki have to song. A song that I would perform, so you gotta pick another one. Okay. Do no matter what people say instead. What'd she say? <laughs> I said, do no matter what people say instead, so 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 I can do Queen Bitch, because okay, I already okay. did on Queen Bitch. So, so I'm gonna do no matter what people say, and then I'm gonna be like, ladies and gentlemen, Brian K. James, and then you're gonna come in with. Doom, 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 yeah. Doom. Okay. Bitch. Doom, bitch. Kill a nigga for my nigga by any means. Yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. Really. Uh-huh. And for Nikki, um. Ooh. Cause there's so many. It's just like, ooh, but oh no. Cause <laughs> one song, one song that people do not talk about enough, and I feel like they do, but Nikki, Nikki doesn't talk about it enough. Looking ass. Yeah. Looking ass. It's just like the perfect embodiment of bitch. Fuck Ooh. these niggas. They ain't worth shit. I got my own money and period. That's just like looking ass is just like the embodiment of what a Nikki song is to me. Like where she popping her shit and it's like female empowerment. And I love my women. I love women and I love female empowerment. And I feel like growing up with the mom or yeah growing up with the single mom it's just like that definitely like sends it for me like so definitely looking ass because she's she's just that girl she needs to be talked about more and perform more and does and i agree 100 percent. what makes a perfect song to you Ooh. Um, a beat, a mm. good, fresh beat. Um, and I know lyrics are very important, but what catches my eye from the get go is a beat. Like for Queen Bitch, it's just that like it's it's an anthem from the first few seconds of the beat. It's I, I'm already like it's gonna be an anthem. Um, and. Toxic by Britney Spears. It's an anthem just based on the beat. Like I could hear that beat and I know it from anywhere. I think that's what makes the perfect song. Definitely is a really, really, really good beat. I love that. Original beat. Original beat that don't sound like nothing that's out there. I feel like Timbaland, Timbaland, Dr. Dre, like they have that down pack when it comes to beats that are out of this world and you know Missy Elliott and like that whole aesthetic and their beats were so like creative and crazy and like you didn't really hear things that sounded like that back in the day so yeah 10 million percent how will Boy Barbie's music change the industry um I hate to be repetitive. It's gonna make you bitches wanna have some fun. It's gonna make you bitches, it's gonna make you bitches wanna be versatile. It's gonna make you bitches wanna get up and pop your pussy. And then maybe it'll make you wanna sit down and grab some tissue and, you know, grab a cup of ice cream and cry. But either way, it's gonna make you feel something. 
and that's what that's what music is really missing is making you feel something there's nothing wrong with having a clear mission statement don't ever be apologizing for being repetitive about what you want to bring to the industry because at the end of the exactly what you want to do so you don't have to be out here looking for a sound or like looking for something to make yourself pop you already know what you want to bring to the industry so focus on that right what do you what scares you more success or failure failure most definitely I feel like when um I just I just seen like my mom grow up or not my mom grow up I've just seen my mom as I was growing up go through so much shit in her life and I hate to see that she has to work a nine to five job still to this day and she's 50 years old and she still has to work a nine to five job and not saying she's a failure because she's an amazing mom but I, I feel like there's so much that could be done and I want to um, make that be known and let that be known because I feel like, like I said, I'm I'm from Princeton, West Virginia, so there's not a lot of people that see being an artist as like a genuine career around here. This is not Atlanta. This is not LA. This is not Florida. This is a very small town, and you know, if you're not doing it one way, then they think you're not gonna make it, and you're not gonna have enough money to supply with su- support you and your family so my biggest thing is to make sure that I succeed in whatever I'm doing in the next 10 15 20 years so that I'm able to provide and support and if I'm not doing that that's like that's gonna be like the worst my worst nightmare and I think about that all the time. I think about that frequently because, you know, as an artist, and I'm sure you can relate, you think of like the worst. You always think of the worst. And you always think of like, damn, well, this went wrong. So everything is going to go wrong. And recently that just happened. I was supposed to film a music video, but the videographer that I had booked, um, bailed on me and I was talking to my friends about it I was just like so bummed out because I'm a big procrastinator so you know when I finally do something and I finally make it happen it hurts it hurts me to like not actually have it done so it, it like takes a big chunk out of my pride when it doesn't happen so definitely definitely failure I'm that's my biggest fear totally feel you on that what keeps you up at night failure I'm dead (laughs) I'm so dead failure um also I've really I've recently discovered that I have FOMO like really bad the feeling of missing out I have that really 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 bad um and it does that shit does keep me keep me up at night and it's a real thing I didn't think it was real until it actually started happening I realized like oh bitch you got FOMO I'm dead FOMO (laughs) I absolutely get that though I really get that though like no shade like that's that would probably be one of the first answers that I would think of too and then I would have to stop and think if there was anything else that that I think about more than my own failure yeah and it's just like it's it's the thing like you might not even have something going on the next day but it's just like the thought of something going on and you missing out on it because you're too busy sleeping oh my god mm-hmm. crazy 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 as hell how do you want to be remembered as a person um kind and very giving and very understanding and lovable um I'm a Taurus so I feel like I'm just a great listener and I'm a great person to have conversations with and I'm a great person to give advice to and I'm always here to give 
I'm here to receive too. Don't get it twisted. But I'm always here to give and I always have, I have a really big heart. And me and my mom talk about this a lot. Like, you know, I, I have a really big heart. Sometimes it's a blessing and a curse, but I have a really big heart and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And sometimes I can be very nonchalant and like, I don't give a fuck, but 90, 99.9% of the time, I'm really just like, a really loving and kind person that just wants everybody that's around me that I love to be happy and just like stop stressing and just like chill and yeah I just I just like I just like having um I just like supporting my support system if that mm-hmm. makes sense for sure. Like the people that make me want to get up and do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. I, I love giving back and, you know, having conversations and just like doing things with them and for them. And yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover over the course of our conversation today? Um, like what? Anything. Do you have any final thoughts? Anything that you wish I would have covered that you wish I would have brought up that I didn't? Um, any advice you, you that you'd like to give? Just anything. Well, first of all, Stream Pity, my sophomore album out now. It's been out for a year or no. It's been out for like nine months now, but like stream pity and stream out the box part three um and also whoever listens to this interview that feels like there is a shot towards them or whatever just know it's no shade towards you baby it's the industry and i feel like you know it's just a conversation this is real reality realness Big exclamation point. Boom. Nasty. Now, <laughs> <laughs> my last question for you before I release you back into the wild is where can the people find you and everything you want to promote? You can find me on all social medias at Boy Barbie. That's B O Y B A R B I I. Hold the E. And you can stream my album, Pity, and Out the Box Part 3, and all of my other projects and songs and my whole discography on Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you can really listen to music. And that's also Boy Barbie with two eyes. Love that. And on that note, children, that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Boy Barbie, for blessing the podcast today. Thank, thank you. Thank you for being here, babe. Thank you for having me, genuinely. Like, it's, it's been an honor, and you did not have to do this. Right. But thank you so much. Thank you so much, love. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate you trusting me with your story. And I can guarantee you guys, this is not going to be the last time that we have a conversation. So, Of course not. Stay tuned, kids. (laughs) But with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys going out to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love all of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message. Be be useful, but not used. And misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.